This is Heavy Conversation with Bruce and Jody, a podcast where we talk about being a big guy in today's world. I'm Bruce. And I'm Jody. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. 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 It's good. It's good. It's our second episode. Uh, you at your place, me at mine. Yeah, this work. We're making it work somehow. We're. St- I'm still figuring it out. Um, figuring out my background. I had to scramble around and use what I had in my house to make something interesting like back it. there. Yeah, thank you. This is my own artwork. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. You, so you've been painting like crazy. Well, I... yeah. These are from before. This is a new one. Nice. It'll change okay. wh- while I'm painting. We'll figure out it. some stuff. I got to compete yes. with your amazing backdrop and stuff back there. Lots of clothes that uh, need to be cycled out is what you see behind me there. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have to. I actually have other things that need to go up there. So hopefully oh, yeah. soon. Yeah, get some new new merch yeah. up there. Yes. yes. What are we going to talk about today, Bruce? So uh, this week, uh, the topic kind of comes from a, um, kind of came from a conversation that um, my wife and I were having where we were talking about. Um, representation, which is something we talk a lot about on Heavy Conversation, yeah. but specifically representation or the lack thereof of um, younger uh, plus size male models. One of the things okay. that we're seeing now is over the years, we've started to see more, uh, you know, some baby steps into better representation of bigger bodies in media or in um, specifically in fashion and apparel. So, um, you know, when 10 years ago, uh, we were seeing a lot of, um, the, the average, uh, big and tall model was like, you know, in his late forties, fifties, something like that looked like an ex football player yeah, did not look like me short and wide, <laughs> you know, did not represent that yeah. now over the years, we've started to see a little more representation. Um, you know, I mean, I'm modeling for DXL and I'm, like I said, short and wide. So they've got the, they've got the guys who are a little more traditional to what you'd expect, but they're taking these real steps to, uh, to be more diverse. And, Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing that. So we're seeing more, um, more guys that are kind of who you would expect to see in the real world. Right. But actual people, you know, not, not model, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I think, Definitely you, your body type represents or is more close to the everyday shopper that I see at DXL. So it's really nice when I do see your face or your body up on the posters that we have in the store, which is kind of fun and weird too, um, because it's like, I know that guy. (laughs) Um, It's nice to see, um, oh, sorry, you heard that dinging in my, (laughs) Um, it's nice to see real bodies, not just like that you know, what we were talking about, that um, standard ex-football player kind of build. It's nice to see different body types that actually represent who I'm seeing in the store. It's kind of, it's really nice. Right. So we're, so we're seeing that kind of progress, but uh, there's still a lot that we're not seeing. And one, one area that we're not seeing a ton of progress in is younger uh, people. So younger models, we're not seeing a lot of uh, plus size male models who are maybe in their early twenties or in their teens, you know, you're not seeing people who really represent, uh, reflect reality there. And, uh, you know, another thing that my wife brought up is that, um, when you're looking at a lot of big and tall right now, and especially if you're looking at, 
kind of the the plus size community like the people you see on instagram mm-hmm. that kind of thing on social media uh they're wide and they have beards and they're a little bit older and mm-hmm. they're uh generally you know you're seeing a lot of white guys oh yeah you know now now that's not that's not everybody because there are some great people of color and, and uh uh lots of different people who are out there in this area who are making great strides yeah. but if you're looking at you like know actual the ads, mainstream yeah 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 in, yeah in there's there's a or print ads or wherever there's a very specific type that kind of fits mm-hmm. into that and we're we're not seeing uh we're not seeing progress where arguably it's needed most which is with younger people who are getting started who are looking for role models they want yeah. to see people who look like them well yeah absolutely i think everyone wants i mean we want to see more of people that are similar to us you know just because it's hard to s- visualize what that those clothes or products are going to look like unless they are shown on a body that looks like you um you know you want younger people to show you know the younger outfits or whatever yeah i think we need to see um some a little bit more diversity in the body types and ages um they're you know they're starting to widen their view of what the big and tall model looks like and who that is but um, they need to cast a little wider net, I think, um, when they're doing some of that casting um, for photo shoots and ads and stuff like that. So definitely. And, uh, you know, one of the things that in this conversation with my wife, we were talking about, uh, she was like, can you name any younger models that are doing this? And I yeah. couldn't off the top of my head with one exception. OK. Uh, American Eagle Outfitters uh, had a uh, they had a model that was a it was a younger guy obviously their demo is is much younger yeah um he was a a chunkier guy no beard clean cut you know um uh he had been on their site for a couple campaigns he's not there any longer but i do remember specifically noticing him and thinking you know that's cool it stands out because that's something that you don't see that often so but he's not there now yeah yeah. it is it's a little weird because like my instagram feed is probably populated by a lot more bigger big and tall like models or people that are doing sort of um influencer stuff on instagram so i see it on my own personal feed but in the like if you go to the mall or something like that and you are wandering around when we could do that um and you could see the window campaigns are in store. You don't see a lot of that for sure. Yeah. And I guess, I guess the next big question is why, why aren't we seeing that? Uh, and it, I, and I would also argue that, uh, that the younger, this younger demographic, the, the you know, the late teens, uh, yeah. definitely early twenties are looking for this kind of stuff. They well, yeah, they're spending, they they're out there spending money. So like them they definitely need then what we've traditionally seen, you know, over the last few decades, why aren't we seeing that in, uh, the yeah, mainstream. Absolutely. I, I think that there are a lot of younger people that are out there wanting to spend money. They have, mm-hmm. you know, they have jobs and whatnot. So we need to get, see some younger bodies, younger people out there modeling. Um, I don't know how we are going to make that happen or where we need to go and who we need to talk to, but we definitely need yeah. to see that. You know, I wonder, part of it is, it has to be these companies you know, with with the movement we've seen in the last 10 years, it's really been uh, companies taking, you know, dipping a toe into this and trying it. And I'm wondering if maybe there are two things. Maybe they're afraid to uh, 
expand that way with their younger demos. Maybe they aren't sure how it's going to, how this, how the audience is going to take to seeing, you know, a bigger model if they're, if they are targeting a younger audience Mm -hmm. and, and, maybe they just aren't able to get a lot of feedback, the kind of feedback that they feel like they need from, uh, from people in that age group. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I feel like that to me, it feels like they're not doing their job if they aren't uh, at least trying to get out there and be like, you know, what do you want to see? Yeah. Do you want to see yourself reflected in media and in marketing? And I mean, the answer is yes. The answer is obviously yes. Everybody wants to see more of that. And I just think that when there's money on the line, companies are uh, less apt to take those chances. Yeah. And especially with the younger audience, they're way more accepting and wanting to see different body types and ethnicities and genders and whatever. I think they're way more accepting than maybe the, you know, older audiences than, you know, so I think they're even more open to it. So I think that's a, a really big opportunity. Um for companies to bring in a broader audience and to sell clothes to a, you know, the big, big and tall audience as well. I think um, we definitely need to, if the companies that do have the bigger clothes, they need to show it on the bigger bodies so that we know about it. So I definitely think, especially for the younger audience that they are way more open to that stuff. So I think it's a big thing that we're probably going to see a lot more of, especially with like, like you said, American Eagle there, you know, they, um, are more focused on the younger audience. Um, right. I can't think of, you know, like American Eagle, Hollister, those kind of things. Yeah. I think that, I think that other companies are, should be trying that, especially, uh, bigger, bigger retailers that, uh, that, you know, offer a variety of, of brands. It makes sense that you would see like a Nordstrom trying mm-hmm. something like this. Uh, don't just focus on one demo. I, I want to see as, as a consumer, I want to see more variety. I would like to see a younger, big and tall guy along with, uh, you know, somebody who's a little older. I want to see different body types. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much that's not really being represented well right mm-hmm. now. I, I do, I do think, you know, like with, with DXL and with the other modeling that I've done that seeing someone who looks like me is a step in the right direction. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's a baby step. Yeah. Um, I think I, I almost don't see when I'm walking around in the world or whatever, I almost don't see ads anymore that aren't different. Like I don't even really mm-hmm. pay attention. They just kind of blend in now. Like just sure. this typical model stuff. I don't even see it unless there's somebody of a different size or, you know, something different. I don't even really see it anymore. So I think that's definitely going to draw more attention to, you know, your brand or your whatever it is, having those other bodies and other, all the, all the other stuff that we need to see. I think it'll definitely pop it out a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that if, if companies want to reach out and have their marketing actually have more impact, they need to be thinking about things like that because mm-hmm. yeah, we, we're used to seeing the traditional kind of model and tra- traditional body type that we kind of tune it out. So seeing someone who looks like you or something that you're not used to seeing mm-hmm. stands out more and it makes a lot more sense and it makes people feel more, uh, there's more brand, brand affinity. You feel closer to a company that is promoting or highlighting someone who looks like you or something that you care about. Yeah. Those things 
Uh, those are the things that make lifelong customers. Yeah, exactly. You identify so, with the brand. Yeah, you definitely can connect a little bit more with them. I agree with that. Right. Are you reaching for your beer, Bruce? We should probably open our beers. Ooh, right, I know, what do you, what I know we're doing, doing the... Yeah, we're doing the video, so the video chat. So it's, uh, you know, a little, a little different, a little different. All right, so I have a beer from Von Ebert Brewing nice. uh, here in Portland. Uh, yeah, since you know, since we're all at home and everything, um, everything is shut down here and in many other places around the country. But uh, uh, you can still get beer to go, and they're also doing beer deliveries, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured over the next few weeks. Uh, you know, we could shout out some of uh, obviously the, the beer that we're drinking, but shout out some of the other breweries that are doing some cool things, um, delivering beer to uh, people's houses that that are that are kind of figuring out ways to make it work when all of this craziness is going on. You yeah. know, they're they're still getting their beer out, even though it's the end of the world. So well, um, I need a beer at the end of the world. Indeed. And so I am drinking uh, Von Ebert. uh Sector Seven, it's called, and um, it uh, is written on the side of this. So wow. I will try to look look up a little description here because there's not one on the. Well, it says on Untapped. It says it's a New England style IPA with mosaic, uh, Simcoe, Citra, and Galaxy hops. You got me covered. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. A 7.1 ABV and a 45 IBU. I was I was out of beer for a few days uh, this no. week. And uh, I know, I know. <laughs> the time that you need beer the most is when you're stuck at home and you can't leave and there's nothing else to do, you yeah. know, working and stuff like that. But it's uh, not, I, I still, I don't have enough beer. So, hmm. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. It's um, it's smooth. It's strong. It's all of those things that you said that I don't have in front of me to read. <laughs> the New England style IPA is what it says. It doesn't give any like descriptors, really. That makes sense. Uh, New, New England style IPAs are um, they're not as like, at least at least to my palate, they're not as like fruity or bright mm-hmm. as um some of the uh some of the ipa the west coast ipas or ipas from other places yeah they are um they're a little they're a little more bitter they're just kind of like it's like a i don't know like a beer you you feel like you you drink this after a long day of work like you know working on the shrimp boats or whatever it is that uh the shrimp what are they i guess shrimp boat is like southern right that's like new orleans yeah i don't know forest gump is all i have to go off of so (laughs) so i don't know where they uh, go shrimping what are they? What are they? What's the lobster? Lobster, lobster and crab. Maine. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, when I, I went to Maine last year, Portland, Maine, and uh, um, they had a lot of uh, a lot of the the IPAs like this. And um, they it's definitely a similar kind of vibe. And okay. I like it. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the one I'm doing, um, I believe we already had this one. It's called. It's from Fair State Brewing Company or Cooperative. Yes. Um, it's a collaboration with Three Floyd's Brewing Company. Partying past burning bridges. I don't know. I love it. Um, it is an also an IPA. Uh, it's a dipped hopped IPA. Nice. I know. I was confused about this. It was a Japanese technique for brewing. 
Okay. Some very hoppy ones. I know you would enjoy this one a lot more than I would probably, but yes, yes. Um, I like the I like the label as well and the Viking ship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what's going uh, on? Uh, is that a burning bridge that I see there? Uh, yeah, it's a burning bridge. Nice. Pat nice. Burning bridges. They're partying. Yes. Yes. So we did. Um, uh, we did last week. We did a. Uh, um, Instagram live, the heavy conversation after show. And, uh, it was just, uh, really just you and I jumping on and, uh, talking about, uh, kind of recapping the, uh, the episode that we did last week and, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, just kind of hanging just, out and talking. Yeah. We answered some yeah. questions. We talked with some people that were watching live and commenting. So it was fun. I'm, and we're going to do it every Wednesday. We're going to play around with the times. Um, so just, uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Heavy Convo, and we'll be yes. posting about any of our after shows. Um, yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, way for yeah, us to connect of... with our listeners a little bit. And... Right, Ooh. it's been a really good way to be able to do that. So, yeah, I um, I, I very much enjoyed it, and uh, you know, we're we're definitely going to continue to look at things like that and look at ways that we can connect, especially as we're getting closer to episode 100 so um hoping to have some good stuff to share for episode 100 obviously yeah obviously we're stuck at home so it's uh, a little different from what uh, we may have originally intended but we're gonna make it fun yeah it's we're gonna have some kind of giveaway regardless so make sure you're following us everywhere subscribe to our podcast so you can make sure you get the, uh, the notifications when we post episodes all that jazz absolutely yeah yeah this is a strong one yes oh this is weird it's 6.66 abv ah nice nice um so you know as far as um i guess back to our topic at hand i think that companies are starting to come around to the idea that they need to better cater to their audience and that their audience wants to see more diversity that their audience is diverse and uh that when they when they better represent the audience they see a better return yeah absolutely Um, it's hard it's hard on both sides and you you've got people who are in companies that don't necessarily believe that you've also got people who are fighting for it it's really easy to look at some of these brands and just be like ah they don't get it they don't understand yet there are always people in these companies that are fighting for those kind of changes and it just takes time yeah it takes time well yeah they're big ships a lot of times those bigger companies are hard to you know they're used to doing things a certain way and it's worked and whatever but and maybe you know after this lockdown that we're under maybe things will even change more because you know had some time to think about stuff and you know i think uh we got to keep pushing for it push for what we want uh, and, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how things come back and where they kind of, you know, shuffle around and see where people end up. It's going to be fun to fun and interesting to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was, I did go on a couple of different, um, like high end modeling sites to look at their big and tall brawn models. And I'm not going to say any of the agencies, but I, I did find it interesting um, that this one particular one, there were n- numerous big and tall models 
in here in their roster that mm-hmm. like couldn't shop at DXL. Like they're sure. too small. Sure. And I, you know, and I, I, it was actually kind of shocking to me. And I was like, you know, cause it, it's weird. You can like look at their height, weight, sizing, all that stuff. And I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, most of these guys can't shop at DXL cause they're too small and they're in a big and tall, you know, modeling agency page, which yeah, I, I, I think- found kind of interesting. I think it still says a lot about what they feel is uh, allowable. You know, what, what they think is what they, what they're willing to, what's acceptable, what they're Mm -hmm. willing to accept and and promote out there. And um, hopefully that is changing little by little, you know, I think getting some of those models in is a step in the right direction, but we need more steps to be taken. And that's really the, the hope is that the next step is, um, people who are more representative of real life because i think i think it's about showing that that you don't have to be what has always been considered as a traditional model to be aspirational or to make um you know a customer look at that and go you know what i like that i could see myself wearing that or that guy's using that product i could do that you know absolutely one of the the big thing that i've seen from chubster from just doing photos on Chubster even not even not even the modeling is just that uh putting those photos up and doing that stuff people are like well if he can do it I can do it yeah. you know and I mean that's that's good it's really that's interesting good. you know um on the bearskin like Instagram and whatever we post photos of our customers and fans and almost daily I get comments or messages from people that are like thank you so much for using real people and like you know mm-hmm. I was inspired by that guy he was wearing them I was like oh if he can wear them, that's going to definitely look good on me too. You know, so I know that it works to use bigger or maybe non-traditional models, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we seek out is maybe not so traditional, like different bodies, all that stuff. And we try to showcase them as much as we can on our Instagram and in our website and whatnot. But I get messages, like I said, almost daily saying how much people want that. They really appreciate it. You know, it gives them more confidence to see it. And, you know, be proud of their own bodies. So it definitely works. Definitely. Uh, You know, hopefully we see more progress. Like you said, I think once this is over, let's hope it's not just business as usual. Let's hope that um, there are more companies that are willing to take some chances and try some new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good almost time to like clean, do a clean slate and a a start over and, um, you know, really take things in a new direction, I think. That's something that we can, you know, strive for and hope for. Yes. Some some good to come out of all this. Absolutely. Um, well, I think uh, I think we've uh, covered yeah. this about as well as it can be covered. I think, yeah, that's a good little conversation about what we're thinking. This is what's going to happen and where it's going. So maybe we can skip on to our things this sure, week, the things sure. we love. Do you what want is, to start? Sure. Well, I know um, with all this extra time on our hands, um, I'm actually going to try and figure out how to bake bread. I've never actually Ooh. baked bread at home ever that I can think of. So uh, I've been looking at different like recipes because I really like sourdough bread. And I'm a big carb freak, so I don't really care what kind of bread it is. So I'm going to kind of play around with that, try and find some like packets of yeast and stuff. And I've been watching all kinds of 
um, what is it like Italian moms making noodles on yes. something? I found that a while ago. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to get that adventurous, not yet, but I want to do some bake some bread, which I'm, you know, with all the shortage, I can figure out something and make some bread. If you, I love that. I love that. And if you continue once the quarantine is over uh, making bread, I actually have uh, I, for Christmas uh, years ago, I got these books um, that are uh, that were made by the uh, the baker at a bakery in San Francisco called Tartine. OK, that are specifically on how to bake bread like it's like artisan style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And they're, they're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Okay. Um, I, uh, I was very intimidated <laughs> once I opened them. Well, the yeah, there is some like, crazy, there, you can get really crazy and technical, but I'm going to start slow, just some easy, yes. maybe just white bread, you know, just something easy. <laughs> just to Totally. Yeah. I don't have a ton of counter space to do a lot of like the noodle thing, but the bread right. thing, I figured I can handle that. And I love the smell of like fresh bread. Yes. So yeah, you've got to you got to bring it in when 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 you're done. Okay, I, I'll hold, I mean, I'll hold a big loaf of bread. Yes, it's a podcast, so you may have to like I don't know, smell, take a bite. Smell a vision. Yes, smell a vision. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Bruce? Uh, what do you what do you got planned for the next week or so, or what's going on? So uh, for for me, there were uh, two things I wanted to hit on really quick, and one of them is that uh, we are going to start doing video along with our podcast. So, yes. um, this, this episode is, is really the first time that we've tried it. Uh, full disclosure, um, the video started recording late into the episode because I may have forgotten to push the record button, <laughs> but it'll be something. We did get it. Yes, we did get a small piece and, uh, we're going to start putting these up and, uh, you know, you'll be able to see video clips and all of that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Um, just kind of a cool way to be able to share, you know? So, um, uh, we're going to start doing more of that and I'm excited to, uh, kind of figure it yeah, out. It's been, it's... it's been very interesting with all the technical, <laughs> I can't hear you. You can hear me. I can see you. I can't hear you. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, it yeah. has technology has not been our friend today, so <laughs> I'm glad we got to this point. Yes. Um, so, so that there's that, but also, um, you know, we're stuck at home. For me, being able to listen to music, it, it really helps me. It just kind of helps my mood, helps with stress, all of that. I remembered that uh, years ago, I started making and sharing Chubster playlists. Oh, Playlists oh, yeah. on Chubster.com. We did that for Bearskin Way at the beginning, too. And I went back and looked, Ooh. and I have, uh, as of now, there are 40 different playlists with a ton of different kinds of music, and I am actually starting to do them again uh every friday i'm going to start putting out uh, new playlists that uh, that people can listen to you know there's one, one of the things we're really seeing come out of this is we're seeing a lot of live music being played we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of people creating playlists and all of that and so it kind of just made me remember that uh, there were all of these different uh, things that uh, that you know had been put together before and I think what we're going to do this time around is um, the, the first couple of weeks, I'll probably be doing the playlists, but I want to have uh, special guests making playlists oh, yeah. as well. We're going to put them up on Spotify. We'll put them up on Apple Music, uh, you know, so that way, if um, you have one or the other, you'll be able to uh, listen in and, um, you know, go from yeah, there. And I think it'll be just fun. be a, a cool, cool little thing. So, yeah. Very nice. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, thanks, so, Bruce. There we go. I appreciate you yeah. playing along with this technical wonder of the internets and stuff, but. That's good. I, you know, we're, we're getting it down. This is our second, this is our second one like this. And I, you know, I'm sure we will be doing a few more over the, over the next few weeks that are, that are like this as well, but you know, we're getting it down. So, uh, if you're listening in and, uh, uh, you've been hanging with us, thanks for hanging with us. Yes. Thanks for listening. Even with all the weirdness that we are going through, we're all going through it. So thanks everyone. Make sure you're subscribed and you're following us on all social media at heavy convo. So you can stay up to date on all the different things we got going on, our our Instagram live, all that kind of stuff we're doing on Wednesdays. So stay in touch, everyone. Yes. All right. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Jody. All right. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Heavy Conversation. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.